You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. We know that we create our own life. It's the way the human mind works, even on normal autopilot. Unfortunately, of course, on normal autopilot, being automatic, using programs from our childhood, the life that we create from one day to the next is a repeat performance. Each day closely resembles the last. And without doing anything to change how we use our minds, we can rest assured that our life off into the future will remain a carbon copy of what we've experienced up to now. And boy, is that frustrating for most people. Most people wonder why they can't change their lives, why they can't get fit, why they can't lose weight, why they can't get that job they want, why they can't have the relationships they want, or why they mess up the relationships they have, or mess up the job they have, or the career they have. And it's because we all, as normal human beings, using our mind normally, keep repeating the same programs, keep making the same mistakes, and never learn. We know that we create our own lives. The choice that we have, and it is a choice that you can exercise right away, now, in this moment, as you're listening to me, the choice we have is a binary one. I can be automatic or I can be present in the moment. I can be mindless or I can be mindful. It's all about how we turn up to the here and now. You know, I've said before it's all about turning up to your life, but that sounds a little bit glib. In essence, our lives are lived in moments and each moment constitutes an opportunity for you to make the right choice. Obviously, the choice we make normally is an automatic one because we're operating on autopilot and therefore we continually choose to live our lives in an automated fashion using the programs, as I said earlier on, that we learned during our formative years. Just because it's an automated choice doesn't mean you cannot take control of your choosing faculty. Really, I said a moment ago that you can make this choice now, so let's pause for just a moment and take a nice, long, slow, deep breath. And notice how that feels. Now, in all probability, as you're listening to this, you're saying to yourself, What's he talking about? Why should I take that long deep breath? Oh, when I took that long deep breath, I smelt the leftovers from last night's dinner or the fumes from the cars. And you start thinking. And we start thinking because we think automatically. Again, it's an automatic process that we use to make it from one moment to the next, from one day to the next, from one week, one year to the next. Thinking is the logical follow-on from being automated. Or let's put it bluntly, judging is the logical follow-on from being an automatic pilot. 
or let's be even more blunt about it, prejudging. We're all prejudiced people, and we're all prejudiced people because during the third year of our lives, we built up this set of categorizations in our heads that enabled us a pigeonhole. Every new person that we meet and every new situation that we encounter, it makes it easy for us to categorize what's going on in our lives. It makes it easy for us to deal with everything automatically without having a to pay a blind bit of attention to what is actually going on. Remember, remember there's a reason for this. Evolutionarily speaking, it was a very good reason. Was, past tense. We needed to keep our attention in reserve on the off chance that a tiger would leap out of the bushes. That's why we think automatically. That's why we behave automatically. That's why we evaluate what's going on in a prejudiced way, because those automatic judgments that we make, we started making when we were three years old. So we're prejudiced people. We're seeing everything in life, including ourselves, through that prejudice and we keep doing the same things over and over again because we are automated. So even when I said to you a moment ago, take a deep breath and notice how it feels. There was a part of you saying to yourself, what's this all about? Or I don't feel anything. Or this guy is a nutcase. I can assure you that in the choice between being all over the place or present, being automated or fully in the moment, or being mindless or mindful. I do my best every day and have done for 30 years at this stage to choose mindfulness moment to moment. And when you do that, you end up in flow. And when you end up in flow, or what athletes call being in the zone, you start creating a different life. The process in the brain is the same. The difference is your choice. That's all. The process of how we think is changed, however, because we stop giving our attention to the thoughts that make us prejudiced, to the thoughts that give me my false impression of myself, to the thoughts that enable me live one day to the next largely in the same fashion on automatic pilot. I change how I think. The real difference is down to, as I said, choice. And it's not a choice you make one morning. You don't get up on the 1st of January some year and say to yourself, it's a new year, I've made a new choice, this is a new me, the world better watch out. That's not how it works, because our lives are lived in moments. The universe exists in moments. Opportunities arise and pass in moments. Challenges arise and pass in moments. Everything happens in moments. The choices we have to make have to be made in this moment, and in this moment, and in this moment. And what it means is that ultimately, what you get out of your life is a question of attitude. How you approach each moment. What state of mind you are in in each moment, and indeed, why you have turned up to each moment. If you're to believe surveys, two-thirds of people turn up at work every day to pay the bills and they don't like what they have to do. If you're to believe the surveys. I'm not sure if I do or not, but the point is that most people say they don't like their job and they're only doing it for the money. Or they wish they were somewhere else. Some people 
wish they were anywhere else except where they actually are at the moment. And of course, that is wishful thinking, which is just as bad as automated thinking, and possibly even worse because we can become delusional when we go down that particular path. In other words, they come to work with the wrong attitude. People get up on a Monday with the wrong attitude because it's a Monday. People get up on a Friday with the wrong attitude because it's a Friday, because they're looking forward to the weekend and miss all the nows that Friday contains. People waking up today on a Wednesday will wake up with the wrong attitude because they will wake up and do nothing about their state of mind. If, like most people, you wake up to the sound of a screeching alarm clock, you've been shocked out of your sleep, you're not ready for the day ahead, your subconscious mind was off in another world, your thinking mind was dead to the world, and suddenly there's this blare, this shock, and you're awake. Well, at least you're not, you've opened your eyes, it's not quite the same thing. You're alive. No, you're not. You're on automatic pilot. You're as good as dead from the neck up. But the point is, when you're shocked out of your sleep, you're already in trouble because your attitude is wrong, because your subconscious mind wasn't ready to wake up, because you are now frightened, shocked into the day ahead. And that's an awfully slippery slope. That is why when we wake up every morning, we need to ensure before our day gets going that we spend a few minutes of peace and calm and clarity of mind. That's why I encourage everybody to meditate first thing in the morning. Get your head straight, get your attitude right, get your approach to the moment right before you put one foot in front of the other during the day ahead. If you don't, you are going to find it very, very, very difficult to make the choice that we've been talking about in this episode. This choice is a life-changing choice. It is an easy choice to make. It's just that we have to get into, I suppose, the habit of making that choice. Now, some people who know me very well will say, what? I've just talked about habit, and surely our automatic lives are habitual. Indeed, psychology even has a name for it, habituation. And when we are habituated, we pay attention to nothing. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just letting your mind run on automatic in a habituated way. I'm talking about building into your morning routine five to ten minutes for meditation. Five to ten minutes will never be routine. They will never be the same because the five to ten minutes each morning are unique minutes, unique moments in time. But if you don't build meditation into your morning routine, it will not get done. And if it does not get done, then you cannot make the choices that you need to make during the day to do what you need to do to get to where you want to go today, this week, this year, this life of yours. As I said, it's all about attitude, your approach to the moment, and your understanding of why you have turned up to the moment. I talked a few weeks ago about falling over a pile of computer programming for beginners books in a shop in Dublin many, many years ago, in the 1980s in fact. 
I had decided that I wanted to develop a piece of software. I knew that if I could put this piece of software together, it would be exciting for me, my family, in fact, the life insurance industry that I worked in, and it actually turned out that way. But had I not had that understanding, that attitude, that approach to the moment, had I just fallen over the pile of books, then I would have cursed the pile of books. I would have felt embarrassed. I would be looking around at people wondering what they thought of me on the floor in a bookshop. But instead, I saw that for what it actually was, an opportunity in the moment. Let me put it another way. Most people in life think that what is going on is happening to them. The result of which is that most people, one way or another, think they're victims. Oh, I didn't get the job because the system was against me, or my boss doesn't like me, or I was late today because the traffic was bad. You know, every little excuse under the sun is all about something that happened to me. But nothing in life happens to you. Everything in life happens for you. When you have that attitude, when you approach the moment in that state of mind, everything that is happening around you presents you with a possible opportunity. doesn't mean all the opportunities are opportunities that you can grasp. When you do turn up to the moment, you know the difference between which opportunities are ones you should embrace and which opportunities are just synchronicities that are arising and passing. I have a client, a good friend actually, many, many years ago, turned up to a World Cup quarter-final rugby match in, in Dublin. At the time it was Lansdowne Road, now known as the Aviva Stadium, but to all of us old folkies it's still Lansdowne Road. Anyway, he was in the corporate entertainment tent before the match started. He was wearing a cream pair of trousers. I don't know why anybody would wear a cream pair of trousers to a rugby match, but there you are. And the guy next to him was jostled, his elbow was shoved, and a pint of lovely creamy black Guinness was poured down this guy's cream trousers. Instead of thinking that it happened to him, had the attitude, the approach to the moment, that it is what it is and it's happened for me. He got chatting to the guy who spilt the pint over him. They went into a stadium of 49,000 people and ended up sitting beside each other in a stadium of 49,000 people. And by half-time, he was offered the job that he really, really had set his heart on. Not in the organisation that he thought he might get it in, because this guy worked for somebody else, but it was all down to the fact of what normal people call chance encounters. What normal people think is dumb luck. No, no. Everything in every moment is happening for you. It depends on your attitude. It depends on your approach to the moment. It depends on whether you have turned up to the here and now. Normal people don't. By normal I mean 96% of people. 
the 96% of people who are only 1% present. <laughs> that cannot be described as turning up to the here and now. There's a small number of people, and they are exceptionally successful people, who, the 4%, who turn up to the here and now and know why they have turned up to the here and now. That is so important. You need to know what your goals and objectives are. If you don't know what your goals and objectives are, how the hell are you going to achieve them? It's impossible to hit not just a moving target, but one that actually hasn't even been set down at the outset. It's interesting that Harvard did research in the 1950s and 60s and found that most people didn't know why they'd gone to Harvard. They had no goals or objectives. Mad stuff. Normal, crazy, mad stuff. You need to know why you've turned up to the here and now. And we can boil that down to really practical terms. Say you have a presentation to make today. In the days in which we're living at the moment, it's probably a Zoom presentation. The chances are you'll turn up to the presentation, slightly nervous, most people do, on edge to ensure that you put your best foot forward, don't make a fool of yourself, and that you get your point across. In other words, there'll be this, what the French would call frisson of nervousness about you. That's not the way to make a presentation. You make a presentation with the purpose of making and leaving an amazing impression on those to whom you're presenting. It doesn't matter what the presentation is about. What matters is that these are moments in this life of yours. So even if it's a presentation about something so boring as the project that your team is working on, that doesn't matter. What matters is these are moments in your life. And when you don't turn up to moments in your life, these moments in your life are lost and lost forever. So if you have a Zoom presentation to make, or just a Zoom conversation with a potential client, or an existing client, or even a friend, why would you turn up to a conversation with a friend, as many people do, and start the conversation by saying, I can't talk for long? Seriously. You must know people, because I know loads of them, who would ring me or come on, on a Zoom call and say, I'm under pressure today, I can't talk for long. In other words, I don't really want to talk to you at all. I'm not here, I'm not present. I hope this conversation will end soon because otherwise I'll be late for the next thing or during this conversation I'll be thinking about the next thing. That's not being present, that's madness. That is normal, crazy madness. Here's a really interesting one. Over the years I've talked to many, many clients to prepare them for a job interview or a promotion interview. And most of these people go into this interview wishing, hoping, and wanting. That's not how you prepare for an interview. You prepare for an interview by knowing that just after the interview, you're oh so satisfied with your performance, that it was wonderful, that it flowed, that you made and left an impression. That's how you achieve anything in life. That is how, and we're right back to the start of this episode today, that is how we create our lives. The normal mind has these expectations, like the expectation for the interview that I've just mentioned. The expectations that your normal mind has 
are prejudiced. We talked about that earlier. You're prejudging yourself all of the time. You're always living down to your expectations based on what you learned about yourself when you were young and impressionable. The subconscious mind, the piece of equipment, the subcortical brain between your two ears is constantly creating your reality when you're on automatic pilot based on these prejudices, based on these low expectations. That is how the mind actually enables you, if that's even the right word, behave yourself, or more often than not misbehave yourself, whilst you are attempting to do what you're supposed to be doing. But what if you gave yourself a different expectation? What if you gave yourself a different way of looking at the outcome that you would love to achieve, rather than letting your automatic mind repeat the outcome from previous performances. I was going to say failures, but let's not get too depressed about this. What if you decided, first of all, that I'm going to do this interview in the moment, and therefore, before I sit down to the interview, I will sit down for five minutes on my own and meditate. I'll ensure that just before the performance starts, I am completely and utterly present. But not only that, that I know that by the time I come out of the interview or come off the Zoom call, I will have left the kind of impression I would dearly love to make. You see, normal crazy people worry about the bit in the middle, the actual interview, whereas highly successful people ensure that they turn up to the interview, which means they don't worry about it, which means they don't need to worry about it. They just do what they need to do for the moments that they're in the interview because they know what the outcome will be because they've set their minds that way. And we've talked about how to set your mind before and we'll talk about how to set your mind again because it is one of the most important things we can do to enable us create the kind of life that we want instead of allowing our automatic pilot create the same life day in, day out. I have a client who one day contacted me and he said, I have three important meetings today. I have one at 8.30, I have a meeting with the central bank because he was in the financial services industry and the central bank were coming in to do an audit on him. He said, I have a meeting, a lunch meeting with my chairman at half past 12 and I have a meeting with a potential client at three o'clock that if I were to make the right impression with these people, I would treble the amount of business that I have this year. I said to him, change the times in your diary. The 8.30 meeting should be at 8.25. The 12.30 lunch should be at 12.25. And the 3 p.m. meeting should be at 2.55 because you are going to use the constraints of the arrangements that you already have for the day ahead of you. You're going to use them to ensure that you are in the right state of mind for each of those three encounters. But before you ever go into those encounters, you will have handwritten how it feels when you come out of those encounters. This guy does this all the time now. All his meetings, all his meetings on the hour start at five to the hour. All his meetings on the half hour start at 25 minutes past the hour. He is constantly ensuring that he turns up to 
the meeting in question turns up to the encounter in question rather than the normal way of rushing into a meeting and worrying about am I saying the right thing or even worse here's a really interesting thing most people think that preparing for a meeting or an interview is all about having your script ready no it isn't because you're meeting someone else and you have no idea how they're going to respond or react you have no idea what they're going to say you have prepared one side of a conversation and you're totally ill-prepared for the conversation that happens because having prepared your script what are you doing you're running on automatic pilot we all know where that leads that's what we've been talking about for weeks on end at this stage and that is what we have been particularly talking about in the early part of today's episode when you're on automatic pilot you're always going to get the same outcome pure and simple you need to turn up to the here and now so if you have some encounter today and by the way we all have multiple encounters today because we will encounter the here and now again and again and again during the course of the day make sure you turn up to those encounters don't let your mind run forward whilst you're in one now thinking about whether you're prepared or ready for the next now because by the time you get to that now your mind will have run forward again to some following now with the result that you'll miss all of the nows, with the result that you'll miss today, with the result that you'll miss all of the things that are happening for you. All today's opportunities. I used a word earlier on, synchronicity. It is a word that describes how our energy interacts and encounters others' energy, or indeed how our energy interacts and encounters energy. It describes how when we are in the zone our energy is fully aware of what is going on and our energy is actually creating a response from other people's energy so that we actually aren't just observing opportunities we are by our presence creating opportunities because as we said earlier on and it's how the mind works anyway we are constantly creating and recreating this life of ours. If you're creating your life, wouldn't it make sense for you to create a great one? If you have a choice today between living your life to the full or drifting through another day of automatic repetition, wouldn't it make sense to turn up to today? If you have a choice between being marked absent or approaching each moment as if you mean it, wouldn't it make sense to do the latter rather than the former? Wouldn't it make sense for you to grab control of the levers of power in that piece of equipment between your two ears and get it working for you rather than against you? And wouldn't it make an awful lot of sense were you to spend five or ten minutes first thing in the morning before your day gets going to make the other 23 hours and 50 or 55 minutes completely different. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me 
in my Facebook group, strangely enough called, To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-horton.com.